Hey, welcome to Business Acceleration Playbook, the podcast training dedicated to helping entrepreneurs just like you scale your business to new heights. Uh, today's episode, this one's going to be very unique. We're going to dive into uh, the world of scaling and addressing some of those burning questions. Uh, frankly, this is going to be like an FAQ kind of an idea of being able to go back over the last four and a half hours of training uh, that we've done and all of the other nine episodes about growing your business effectively. So uh, scaling the business, it's exciting. It's a challenge. Uh, but you can expand your customers, customer-based optimized operations, managing resources, again, We've got a lot of stuff to cover, but think of this as your cliff notes. Think of this as we are going to jump in and answer basically limited questions that when you hear that, you can go back and listen to the episode more in depth and use this strictly more as a frequently asked questions. These are the cliff note versions of what we're doing. So let's jump in and let's start answering some of those pressing questions. Question Absolutely. number one. Well, and I wanted to say though that like I think this episode is perfect for that person out there right now that's considering. You yeah. know, they're considering scaling their business. It because that's kind of a buzz term that goes around, right? In the business world, it's like, oh, it's time to scale up, it's time to grow. And there's crush it. You, you know, there's crush it. exactly. And there's sometimes where that's a fabulous idea, and sometimes that's a the worst idea. So I think this episode is kind of dedicated to that person that's kind of considering it, but they're not really sure if it's for them. So we're going to kind of just briefly graze over these topics. But if it sounds like something that you're definitely wanting to dive in, make sure that you go back and start over at episode one, because we go into detail on all of these topics. So to go into number one, what does it actually mean to scale up a business? I guess that that's where we start, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the first thing is, is you need to make sure your computer's plugged in so you don't go out when you're recording. <laughs> okay. Well, while he's doing that, I'm going to answer. So scaling up a business actually just refers to the process of growth. It's growing and expanding the company's operations in order to handle any type of increase in demand, reach new markets, achieve higher levels of revenue and higher profits. So basically, it's that growth mode that we hear, right? It's that scale up. And it can be scale up in, you know, dollars because you're going to, you know, add to your team and try to reach more people. It could be scale up in adding new products or services to your menu of whatever you're offering. But basically, that's what it is. It is implementing strategies and making changes to allow your business to accommodate a larger volume of customers, transactions, operations. I like, I like to refer to it as the completion of your vision. Uh, and and th so a lot of people, they talk about vision and it's some abstract kind of component. Um, some, here's another way to look at it is it's completion of your goals. So when you're scaling up, if you have a goal that you want to reach something in five years, well, this is, you scale up to reach that goal, uh, whether it's that or, hey, I have a vision of this is what it's going to look like. You have to scale up to be able to reach that vision. Or obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, but a vision and completing that, it's going to take some growth. And frankly, when it comes down to it, scaling is literally just growing your business in a lot of different ways. Absolutely. Well, and I think the next question that I would probably ask is, you know, where do, where do I start? Like, what is my, you start with our podcast. You do now after I've started listening to the podcast though, kind of what is that? What is that first step where like I've, I've decided to, I'm going to scale my business. I've, I've, I've listened to this and I'm like, yes, this is something that I want for me. What's that first thing that I'm going to do? 
Well, if you were to hire me, here's what I would tell you. <laughs> the very first thing that I'm going to tell you is you have to have what we would consider discovery or analytic. Um, a discovery obviously is kind of on the surface component of it, where it's like, okay, let's just kind of discover who each other are, what are your values. And then when you start to do from this discovery part, you jump into more of the in-depth analytic. You have to start with those components because if you don't know where you are, you don't know where you can go. And if you don't know that those that you're working with have the same values and the same passions of going in that direction, then it doesn't matter what you attempt to do. You're always going to be at odds with either your partner, your employees. You're going to be with you have to start with the discovery and analytic. Very, very important components. And when you go back through and you talk, I, I can't I probably we probably said at least four or five, six different episodes. We talked about you need to know where you are. You need to define. You need to understand. Those words came out on almost every episode, but it is the key to getting started in any scaling project. No, absolutely. It's 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 figuring out where are your feet planted now. Yeah. Where are they planted now? Not where you want them to be, not where you wish they would be, but where are they planted right now? Because you can't make, like if you're making a destination map, right? You're tricking your journey from you know, Ohio to California, it's going to look different than if I'm doing it from Maine to California, right? So I think it's important to figure out like, where are your feet planted right now? Well, it, let me add to this because you just brought up something because you said California, Maine, or where you're going. We are under the assumption that you've already established your vision, the yep. whole foundation. We are making that assumption right now that you've already established your business. So if you're at the stage of trying to start a business, you're going to be in a different point. We, we are making the assumption that you've already got a solid business. You're already starting to grow and now you're trying to scale that business. So it's different than if you're just trying to start it. So keep that in mind. That's a key, key difference. Absolutely. And if you are, you know, kind of in that beginning stages of starting a business, um, then, you know, you need to kind of go back and figure out, okay, well, like you mentioned, what's my, what's my, what's my vision? What do I want for this business? What do I want for my life? What do I want for the customers that I'm serving? You need to kind of identify all of those things. Um, some of the things you can kind of utilize the information on, even if you are just starting, because some of the things for a scale up and a startup are very, very similar, but there are some differences. So I'm glad that you did kind of bring that up. Um, yeah. Now, the next question that I have on here is, you know, what are the signs that indicate my business is ready to scale up? I think that's an important question because, you know, for business owners that have never gone through the scale up process before, taking that first scale up opportunity, um, it can be hard to know if it's, if your business is ready, if you're ready. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm, uh, let me go down this path and then you bring me back to center because I, okay. this is a little bit of an offshoot, but it's also a definite sign. If you're bored with your business, it might be a good sign <laughs> that you yeah. need to do something different and scale it up. Um, and I, especially as a visionary, uh, visionaries like to be able to create and they like to be able to grow. Uh, and if you found yourself in a position where it's getting very mundane, in fact, I just had this conversation with one of the guys that I'm consulting with. And he's like, man, I'm just frankly bored. It's like we're doing the same thing. I've been doing this for five years, six years. We got all of our stuff in place and the processes and that. And he's like, I just I need a challenge. Like, I'm just bored with where I'm at. I mean, that's a that's kind of a significant sign to say, OK, it's time that you need to scale something up or you need to increase or break into a new market. Boredom is a big sign. 
That absolutely. And and I think I don't think that one gets talked about a lot. So I'm really glad that you said that because I just feel like it's an offshoot, you know, it, it doesn't is. actually fit with where we're at, but it's it's a it's a factor. Yeah. But oh, and 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 I think also for a lot of entrepreneurs who who are visionaries, we do tend to get bored quickly. We do tend to get bored with our business, which sounds awful. Um, but if, I I love that you brought that up uh, because that is a way that I also have known that it's time to do something else. Um, but that's not one that you read. <laughs> that's not one. No, there's not no book. I've never read a book about, Hey, I'm bored. What do I do? Yep, that's like, not one that you read. There. And it's, it's um, interesting because those that are especially skilled entrepreneurs, know what they're good at but they say it in a different term like i am good at getting things started and passing them off yeah in other words i get bored with it and i pass it off me i mean like and, and I, I know it sounds like a negative connotation but it's a it truly is a factor because i know several entrepreneur business owners that get bored with it and quite frankly i i would even you look up at elon musk and the fact that he bought twitter even though he's got i mean like he just seems like he gets bored with something and wants to hand it off. And now he's got a new CEO it's a regardless of the political climate. He's, he does something, he starts it. And then he's like, okay, now I'm going to give it to this yeah. new CEO. Like that's yeah. the epitome of an entrepreneur uh, knowing that it's time to actually build or scale or do something different. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I think that again, coming from the way that we both think is exactly like that. I like to build the machine. I want to get it working. And once it's working, it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's making the same thing over and over and over. I'm like, well, that was fun. All right, what's next? So exactly. it doesn't mean that I didn't find value in it in that moment. It doesn't mean that I don't want to be involved on some level. Sometimes I don't, but sometimes I still want to on some level, but I don't want to do it every single day because I've already, I've already built the machine. The machine's yep. running, it's working, it's building the things. And yep. I think, you know, what is in a lot of the books in the list is the fact that, you know, you are consistently having the outcome that you're intending to have. I think that yes. is, you yes. know, one, you know, check mark that you will find pretty much on in all the books and on all the lists of are you ready for, you know, scaling up? Are you ready? Is are do you have consistent and sustainable we'll call it growth now. Do you have, are you replicating what you're doing over and over and over with very little, I wouldn't say no, you know, mistakes or, you know, hangups or whatever, because that doesn't really exist, but it's the challenge little, though. It's right? that looking for that new challenge. And I think that's yep. what indicates that it's time to scale grow is what is going to be the next challenge. How, how yep. is that and, next challenge going to impact you? And I would say another one would be like an increase in demand or, um, yeah interest in your customers. A, a good example would be, you know, like my meal prep stuff I do with my wellness company, there's been demand in other areas. I was not planning to do it in other areas. There's been demand in other areas. So that's something I'm weighing right now. Like, what does that look like? What would I do? You know, da, da, da. Um, and, you know, I think it's important to kind of, that is a definite factor if you're considering, is it time to scale up? You know, is it time to scale up? Because people are asking me to go do ABC in such a way that I'm not doing ABC right now. That is, they're asking for it. Then you know the market is already there. But still, it doesn't mean there's no risk involved. It doesn't mean it's the right idea. It doesn't mean any of those things. But I think those are a couple of things that I could think about um, that's outside of, you know, what we just said where we're bored, which is probably my number one thing also. <laughs> but those are just two other ones that kind of came to mind um, as far as, you know, indicators that you, you should be considering 
if, and I'm not saying that you should, but you could be considering if scaling is right for you, if those things are happening. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll let you, I'm going to choose the next question and then I'll let okay. you choose. We've got like a bunch of them that pop we in do. here, but, uh, so here's a question that I see. And I, I, I love this question. How can I effectively manage and lead my team during the scaling process? And again, the reason why this one touches my soul is because it's about leadership, right? And yeah. I think everything hinges on who that leader is. And when we're talking about effectively managing or leading the team, um, it, it really comes down to making sure that you have developed personally as a leader to effectively engage your team so that they, that way they trust you. And, and when they start to trust you, it gives them the ability to be able to say, okay, yeah, we're going to step into this risk and we know it's not going to be comfortable, but hey, this guy has actually led us through. Or this gal has actually led us through a couple of other changes that are there that are available and, and it's come out good. Uh, yeah, it's been hard, but it's come out in that change, that trust, or, I'm sorry, the trust allows you to be able to have a greater change in leading that team. Um, it's also, also critical as a leader to understand your team, what the personalities are like, what the communication channels are like, how they are motivated, uh, what what ways they like to be motivated. Um, and then as you're hiring, do they fit within that culture and understand that, hey, this is a culture that likes to grow. We, want, we don't want to just stay stagnant. We want to continue to improve. And then again, all of those channels have to be, be open and flowing. So to be effective, you got to make sure that you're growing to match that company pace. Well, and I would also like to mention that, yes, it depends on who the leader is, but also you need to think about who is the team, like how, how is the team set up? Because, you know, the way that the team is it going to absorb some of these changes and absorb some of these things going on is going to be very dependent on their own personalities and, you know, yep. their, their, you know, how they do with, with change and growth. And I know I've been a part of teams that um, do not like change. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. I love change in some areas and I hate it in other areas. So I'm like this weird combo. Like some <laughs> things you change it and you mess with how I'm going to do it. And I will complete have like a mental breakdown for a minute, but other things I, I get excited about new things and growth. So it's yeah. very much depending on what is that change to how Maria is going to react, but that's how it is with the team with, you know, team members, right. Is that you have to really know, you know, who are they, how are they going to absorb some of these, you know, scale up changes that you're considering making, you know, what is going to be, um, you know, their reaction to it. And then, you know, obviously that kind of goes into making sure that the communication is clear and that you're communicating, you know, your thoughts before you even implement these things. I think that's critical too. I've seen too many times where it's like, after fact, Oh, like last week we decided this and yes, you have to do all these different jobs now and you're taking on, you know, three other hats. We didn't tell you we were doing this surprise, you know, yeah. and that is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Yeah. And so just to kind of summarize this again, we said it was going to be the cliff notes. If you go back to, I believe it's episode four about building high performing teams. Uh, that's a great way to be able to dig into the team aspect and understanding them. Episode uh, five, which is delegating effectively, understanding your leadership style, the ability to be able to delegate that out. Uh, take a look back at those to be able to dive into this question even more. All right. And so I, I picked another question because I love this one. It is, how can I maintain the quality of my products or services as the business scales? That's huge. That is huge. And I can tell you, I, everybody that's listening to this has experienced 
I guarantee you when this has happened where it's like, you know, you're, you buy this, whatever it is. I'll give you an example without mentioning names. There was this little <laughs> shop that used to make, they used to make these, um, they, they were kind of like, they were, I guess they were kind of like street tacos, but they, you know, hand pressed their tortillas. It was like on point, right? Like on point, like I would drive purposely an hour just to go buy these street tacos to that level. Right. And then they got a brick and mortar because it was a food cart. They got a brick and mortar, which was fine. It was still good. And then they ended up expanding and they had like five and it started changing. It started changing. And, you know, that's the issue. Whenever you're scaling, you have to always ask yourself, what is my capacity where I can't do it the way I'm doing it now? I understand why they did it. Making it for one little cart, the hand-pressed tortillas and stuff is one thing. Making it for five locations is a whole other thing. You're muted. Yeah, I am. Uh, we. This is the beauty of doing things in the home offices. We've got oh, okay. dogs that are. I thought you were trying to say something to me. My bad. Go no, ahead. I was talking. I was mouthing the words to my kid, like, "Go shut that door. Shut them oh, dogs okay. up." So now you get okay, the well, full that's experience fine. here. That's fine. Because I'm like going, down. I can't hear you, Tab. So no. So that's the beauty. No, of I, I agree with this this quality thing, and there's this aspect of we need to, and we cannot forget quality in the effort to create a simpler, faster process, right? I, I mean, shoot, I, I look at McDonald's, which is really a strange one. If you go all the way back and it was two brothers that started this whole idea of we want to make sure that we can do it fast, but they didn't want to sacrifice quality to now where McDonald's is at and they don't really care about quality. They just care about fast. They've definitely sacrificed their quality. And now people actually go against them and say, we have real beef hamburgers compared to McDonald's. Yeah. Right. So you look at that and that's a very, very good concept. And you have to understand, is it, let me put it to you this way. McDonald's value chart does not include, we will sell only fresh hamburgers because they're frozen. And if your value chart says that, then what they're doing is fine. But if your value chart says we will only sell fresh hamburgers, that means you're going to have to eliminate some of the processes that would eliminate the fresh hamburgers. You know what I'm saying? It's like you've got to really understand where where it is that are your uncompromising values that we will not give up that just for the sake of speed or for the sake of process. So how well, do you maintain and, it? Go back to your values. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that's a good example because you know, those two brothers are not the ones that's kind of steering the ship any longer. And so what you see happening a lot of times as companies. Well, no, they sold it. That's exactly the point. Yep. So, well, and I, that's yeah, what I'm that's saying. The point. That's they what sold it see. to Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc then commercialized yep. it. Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, what you see happening is that, you know, you you end up having this great product that people really love and then you're able to scale and you're able to scale and you're able to scale. I'm not saying that that's the wrong aspect. Again, it has to come back to what do you want to do with your business? You know, maybe it is that you want to build that machine and hand it off and hope that they, you know, keep it running the same way as you did, but know that they, they may not. Right. And maybe that that's, you're ready to step back and go into something else if that's the case, but maybe your values and your mission on this is to keep the integrity of the product. And that's more important than being able to scale up to multiple dollars. So, you know, I, I think that's why this is actually more of an important topic than people kind of give it credit for because I could give you a list of companies that started out super small yep. businesses that were making everything by hand and then got bought out by the big boys and the recipes completely changed for efficiency, for cost. And, you know, it did change the end product. So they gained 
other customers. I'm not saying they didn't, but they lost a lot of those loyal customers. There's there that you so you have to kind of decide who is your ideal target market. Yeah, you know. I, I would say in this, I know you do a lot of this, so I, let me just bring up this point because I think this is a key. In a lot of the companies that are farm to table, they look at a higher value on quality than they do on the amount of stuff. Because if you're doing farm to table, it is impossible to mass produce that yep. versus a McDonald's kind of a thing where it's all mass production and they want to get out. So again, where are your values? Who's your customer maintaining quality? You might have to sacrifice some of the scale aspect in order to maintain quality. Absolutely. And so, I mean, that has to be, again, a question that you sit with yourself on to say, okay, well, you know, what am I okay with? And what am I not okay with? There's no right and wrong. It's your business. But those are the questions yeah. you need to ask yourself. You want to do yeah. the next question? Or you want me to grab another? Oh, I got it. I, got, I mean, like, there's a lot of them here. So we could probably yeah. be three hours on these questions. We're going to have to probably. just cut it down. I think this is really important. And we talked a little bit about it. But I just want to um, touch back on this because the question came up, what strategies can I use to retain and attract top talent during the scaling process? Um, again, comes back to the culture aspect. Uh, so we talked about the, uh, what was that original question we said about leadership and um, what was that? I forgot exactly what question it was, but anyway, it was. Um, I was trying to find Effectively managing your team versus the yeah. actual, how do I attract and retain? And the key difference there is the culture, but it does come back to some of the same components of maintaining communication lines of maintaining who and what you are, but it really is. Read this book. It's by D. Turner. And uh, she wrote it. She was the individual that was the head of HR for Chick-fil-A. It's called Bet on Talent. Uh, and she really talks about strategies of attracting good help, retaining good help. And I, I probably, I mean, that book, I can't even sum it up in a couple of minutes, but go look up Bet on Talent by D. Turner. All right. Let's see. I actually haven't read that book, first of all. I want to read that one. It's on my list. I have not read it yet. It's Second of all, because of the way that she approaches it is a very story like, but then she tells stories about how they empower their employees to be able to do things that are not necessarily written in the handbook. But because that culture is so developed, they'll there's things like it just blows me away what the owners, the managers, the employees were willing to do either for their employees, like the, the franchise employee type ones, or for the customers and asking questions. And it's built this culture of. I mean, you know, Chick-fil-A is, is closed on Sundays. Everybody knows that, but it like still has such a demand and such a loyal tribe of following that it, it's, it's amazing. And it's because of their culture, a hundred percent because of their culture. Absolutely. They've got a new commercial out too. Have you seen that? Not that no. Where they talk about writing the little note on the receipt. Something so simple. Oh yeah. So good. So, so cute. But anyway, I'm going to pick the next question. I liked this question because I, I like actionable things. Like it's like, okay, well, Tell me what, what to do, because I don't know. Um, this one is, what steps should I take to develop a comprehensive scaling plan? Now, I do want to disclaimer this real quick, that some of these things is going to be very dependent on your situation. But, yeah. you know, high level, I think it's important to kind of answer this. And, you know, the number one thing I think that I can think about on that is um, what's going on right now. <laughs> like evaluate kind of the current state of your business right now, your life right now. And also, you know, is a scale up not only going to fit into your business, but is it going to fit into your personal life? Because that is where I have commonly found hangups is like, 
my business world, I can make it happen. But then I forget that my weeks, my days sometimes are so different with my children and all that kind of stuff that sometimes that business plan will not fit into the rest of my life. And, you know, so you have to think about it kind of a full spectrum to say, okay, well, what's my current state of my whole life? Not only your business, but your whole life. Can you physically, mentally, emotionally handle a scale up? Not only can you handle it from the business side of things. Um, and I, I think that would be my number one as far as for a comprehensive scaling plan. I don't know if you have another one that you want to add, but I've got. I, the way I would put it, though, is more along the lines of when you're building your comprehensive plan, you have to consider your personal life as well. What are the yep. demands on that? Most men don't consider it. Uh, I, I, we frankly will sacrifice quite a bit at the, at the scaling the business uh, we'll, we'll sacrifice families, relationships, and then we'll try to scale a business. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're old and lonely. Uh, and that happens so often. And then that's when we go through midlife crises and all kinds of different components. Um, so when you're but looking at- a plan, I do want a disclaimer. I don't think men do that on purpose, though. I think they are just so hyper-focused on that growth, that goal. Well, this is a rabbit trail that we don't have time it to is. go down. We should probably do a whole disclaimer lot. Because in case somebody's listening going, well- you know, I, I don't sacrifice my family. I don't think anybody no, I, purposely I agree. does. I said most. I didn't say yeah. all. I said most. So, But no, it, it's a, just a tendency when we're looking at developing a plan that we don't consider things outside of the business because we tend to just look at what the business is and then we're just going to buck up and, and take it on the shoulder kind of a thing. So, yeah, it definitely as you're developing it, one is to consider the, the whole field, not just the business field. And then inside of the business, I mean, that's what we did is we went through this whole component to be able to give you the plan to be able to set out on scaling the business. And so there's nine episodes that talk about building out a plan and what to look for. So you're going to have to go back and listen. I'm sorry. It's just the way it's going to be. Got to go back and listen. Go start at episode one. I will tell you, though, that one of the things that I think I would follow that up is to say, set clear objectives. Like what are you wanting to get? Like what would be the reason why you would want to scale up? Yeah. You know, can you, you know, and why do you want to? I think those are the basic things I think you need to start with. And then go back to episode one and start listening to figure out how to make all those happen. But, you know, I do think that that uh, those are two things that if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, do I, is it is scaling up my business for me? Is this something that I do, you know, want to do? I think you have to ask yourself those two things first yeah, and then decide, you know, if you're going to, and then, you know, go back and listen to our episodes to go into the rest of those, because we definitely don't have time to get into all that again. That's why we, we took the That's time to break it up into the series. Yeah. yeah. So. Right, so I'm going to pick this other question here, because I think this is really important. And most people don't know that this exists. Are there any government programs or resources available to support business scaling? And the answer is absolutely. Um, there is a book that was written by Kedma O. It's K-E-D-M-A, and her last name is O-U-G-H. And the book is called Target Funding. As of, I think it was a year or two years ago, she did a comprehensive, It's a trust me, it's a horrible book to read. If you want to read from start to finish, don't do that. Uh, but use it as a reference book uh, because what it is, it's a list of all of the grants funding that are available, and then it's categorized and without getting political, it's categorized by who gets them. So 
If you're a female, there's a whole list of things that you can get for a female. If you're um, doing it for technology, there's stuff you can get for technology. If you're, I mean, there's a whole list of different things that are categorized in there. Um, but see, and I would highly recommend that book for finding what grants and what funding is available from the government to be able to either start to scale up or start to, to look out. Um, most of them, man, I don't know how to say this without being political, but it's the fact. Most of them are gender-based or orientation-based. That's where you get most of the grants and most of the funding. Um, if you're a white male and you're straight, you're you're not going to get anything. Sorry. Well, I'm just going to let that one go. Not diving into that kind of topic. <laughs> read the book. That's all. That's a reference. Read just read the book. Yeah, that's read all. the just book. I actually, I've not read that book either. I actually bought that book. Um, but then I think I opened it up and I was like, mm, no, I can't. Yeah, do it's that. not a readable book. It's definitely there for references. Yeah, I which I have a lot of books like that too. And I think there there is a lot of resources out there. And I know during this entire series, we've mentioned a lot of books. Um, and there's tons more that we didn't mention. But you know, I do think, you know, basically you need to learn a lot about who you are as a person, and that helps you figure out who your business is as a person, and then also who your your team is as people. And, you know, those are the foundational pieces of kind of figuring out a lot of these things. And I think those are things that typically get glossed over at the very beginning stages of things. And then we have to like figure out once it's all like chugging along, we have to circle back and go, oh, this is why. And it's usually the most simple things. Um, but those are the things that get glossed over. And, you know, I think that that is, um, that's something that, you know, is worth mentioning, I think, in this episode, because we, we touched on it a little bit, but yeah. I wanted to mention it. Yeah, and we're just about out of time, um, but there are at least 10 to 20 more questions that are popping up here. So I, I love that. Uh, I, I guess we just have to thank you for joining us on the Business Acceleration Playbook. Uh, we've delved into a ton of different things, the world of scaling your business and addressing questions that keep entrepreneurs up at night. Uh, there's lots and lots of stuff here. Uh, we hope the insights that we've shared throughout the entire episodes have shed light on the complexity of scaling and provide you with practical guidance just to be able to drive the business forward. And remember, remember, scaling a business is not a one size fit all. We, we've tried to express that, but it's not a one size fit all process. Uh, it takes careful planning strategic decision-making, a willingness to adapt as you encounter new challenges and opportunities. And, and by staying focused, being proactive, leveraging the knowledge shared throughout all of these different episodes, you're going to be well-positioned to overcome obstacles, unlock the full potential of your business. And if you have any additional questions, we want to keep the conversation going. We want to continue to have that. So make sure you ask. We'll try to get back in as often as we can to answer, but we encourage you to reach directly out to us. We're here to support you on this journey as you grow and scale your business or even start. So stay tuned uh, for our next episodes. Uh, we're going to explore different aspects of business growth. But and again, we're going to continue to, to expand on all of these trainings and teachings and give you more that we can do. Uh, but until then, keep dreaming big and take calculated risks, scale your business to new heights. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode of Business Acceleration Playbook. For more content and free downloads, please visit businessaccelerationplaybook.com. If you've loved the episode, we hope you share it on social media and tag us and let us know but more importantly, subscribe. That way you can see all of the future episodes that are coming up.